Yo, hope you're having a dope day and thank you for tuning in. This is the Sneaker People Pod and I am Chris Chu. For those who are wondering, yes, this is a The Sneaker Podcast presentation. So shout out to the TSP crew. This episode, we are welcoming Jimmy Jensen from McDowell's brand. What up, what up? How's it going, Jimmy? Good, man. How you doing? Very good. So this is the first time I'm actually speaking to uh, Jimmy yeah, in person, just a, just a I a couple guess. Instagram DMs so far. That's right. Yeah, it's it's been a chat relationship only up until now. Yeah, yeah. It's good to finally meet you. Yeah, you too, bro. I, I actually wanted to get Jimmy on the podcast because I find that he's having a lot of success. And I think he, it's, it's exciting to see where his brand is going. Uh, you guys may recall seeing Jimmy's work on some NBA players or some like uh, professional athletes during the famed tunnel walks. We'll talk more about that a bit later. <laughs> Jimmy, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself as well, like give us a little background, anything that I didn't mention. Uh, yeah, man, sounds good. I mean, I'm Jimmy. Um, as he said, I, I own McDowell's brand. It's a pretty new company. I started at the beginning of this year and, uh, I don't know how, how deep you want me to dive in now as far as the story and everything, but, uh, <laughs> well, we'll get into yeah, that, but like, sure. I'm surprised it's only been not so not even a year. Yeah. Not even a year. I mean, I've been working on it behind the scenes for a little longer. Gotcha. Um, yeah. but yeah, my first release was February of this year. So yeah, that's like, uh, what are we, we're July. No, what, what am I talking October, about? <laughs> October. <laughs> we're October. <laughs> Quarantine. Man. Um, so yeah. Maybe you can tell the people what your brand offers. Yeah, I mean, I say of, on the Instagram page, it's a bootleg brand with a time machine. Um, so basically, I'm making like bootleg tees, bootleg style t-shirts that are, you know, kind of 90s uh, sports related. I did an in memory of Kobe tee that was kind of inspired by that era of, of design and t-shirts. Um, I really like to do like my Michael versus Kobe tee that I did. Um, yeah. that was, that, that's kind of more geared toward the bootleg brand with a time machine theme that I have going on. Like that had a specific date okay. on it. Like I kind of took myself back to a place in time where I thought, you know, if, if this big matchup is coming up and I'm a bootlegger outside of the forum in LA, like what, what kind of gear would I make for this game? Oh, okay. Gotcha. And that's kind of the place I went to in my mind. And I, uh, I designed a Kobe versus Michael T had the specific date of like their matchup, like a bootleg T would yeah. have back then. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of my approach. Do you have any background in like design or fashion? Um, not really, man. Not really at all. I mean, you know, I've always kind of been into it. Um, but I don't have any formal training or anything like that. I, uh, I went to school. I mean, I was starting to get into filmmaking. Um, my major didn't really help me out much with that. It was supposed to, but mm-hmm. I found that, everybody was kind of behind the times. Like my senior year, I took a 400 level advanced media production class and the teacher was teaching everybody how to import footage into the computer. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, man, like, what am I doing here? Like I was actually like making shit at that point, you know? So I didn't really learn anything there. All right. um, but yeah, no, no training as far as fashion or design or anything like that. Just kind of self-taught. So where did the idea of starting a, a brand, uh, like a clothing brand? Clothing brand apparel. I have some basketballs. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, shit, man, I don't even know where to begin with that. Um, 
I guess it all kind of starts with Kobe. Like he's been my hero since I was five years old. I watched the dunk contest his rookie year. He yeah. won it. Um, and I've been a fan ever since. Like I asked my parents for a Kobe jersey that Christmas. Yeah. It was just history after that. You know, I fell in love. Um, so I've always been obsessed with Kobe. And I guess middle school is when I started to actually play basketball. Right. Um, I, I got really into shoes at that point, clothes, things like that. And uh, I think I got some Reebok pumps and yeah, some yeah. fake Jordan 12s. Yeah. We're like, yeah, the D Browns <laughs> and then some fake Jordan 12 black in carolina all right uh from like a sketchy chinese website <laughs> had no clue if they were going to come because like we didn't have that much money to be honest so okay. that's the only thing i could get at the point yeah um they're like 70 bucks shipped you know tons about and right they showed yeah. up two months later i wore them into the ground like the soles were separating and everything um so that was kind of the start of it for me and then since then i've just been really into shoes and clothes and fashion and the culture and yeah everything like that. Um, first job was at Foot Locker the day after I turned 16. All right. So at that point I started to be able to buy more shoes and get more into it and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I, how I got into that thing. So the thought of creating your own designs and starting a brand was always in your head. You mentioned mm -hmm. you started it in February. That correlates with Kobe's passing. Is it at that moment sure. or? Yeah. So, like I said, I had been working on it behind the scenes a bit. Um, my plan was to launch at some point this year. I didn't really have a date, mm -hmm. but I had been working on the two, three socks that I sent you actually. Yes, sir. Thank you for those. Um, those yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So, so those socks MJ used to wear back in the day for a few seasons and I've wanted those socks for forever, man. Like <laughs> I, I wasn't into this shit back when they actually released like okay. way, way back when and they released in pretty limited number, like just for a short period of time. So I've been looking for them on eBay and stuff for a long time, was never able to find a pair. Um, so I finally said, I got to make them myself. So I was going to make those and then the Kobe versus Michael T. Those were going to be my first releases ever Yeah. Um, to kind of coincide. And I was getting ready to release those when Kobe passed. Um, and that hit me pretty hard. You know, he's been my hero since I was a little kid. Yeah. So I just thought that uh, it was kind of perfect timing. Like it lit a fire under me. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. um i designed this shirt that i'm wearing right now it took me like a week straight of just sitting in front of my computer like designing it like literally through tears half the time yeah. um just like put put everything i had into this and at the time i just released it at my cost i didn't want to profit off of like the death of my idol or anything like mm. that um so i did a small pre-order at my cost and sold some and got enough money later on to to get an actual order in. Um, and then at that point I sold them at regular price and donated all the funds to the Mamba and Mamba Cita foundation. Oh, respect, man. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's, that, that's kind of how it all started. I do get the feeling even from your IG posts and the way you, your captions and all that, it, it's a genuine project that you have here. Like it's, it's a genuine yeah, piece sure. of work. I, I never connected the dots, but I guess the passing of Kobe really, really did push you to like get into it and it wasn't for a profit like that wasn't the, your, your your big goal it was some way for you to process the whole thing yeah exactly yeah exactly and like i just wanted to honor him mm -hmm. the best way i could the way i know how and this is kind of what i was working on and the point that i was at in my life was yeah. designing clothes and so i just thought that was the best way to do it so before 
decided to make the jump to like launch your product were you nervous about it were you trying to figure out when was the right time you you didn't mention this year you wanted to go for it did yeah, you have a game plan um, i had a little bit of a game plan i mean i'm i'm still learning every day about yeah. how all this shit works you know um but i just at that point i was just trying to get the socks perfect to be honest mm. like i'm very particular about details and uh i, I don't like to to just like settle, you know, like I want everything to be, to be right yeah. and get it right the first time. And so I was going back and forth with factories a lot. Um, so that was, that was pushing back the release kind of over and over. Yeah. And it's a long process. Like, you know, you try to explain to them exactly what you want yeah. and takes them a little while to make it. They send you a sample. It takes a while for them to ship it over. You get it. Not quite right. Like I guess uh. we got to make revisions, you know, so it's, it, it's frustrating, but, uh, yeah, we finally got to that point, so I'm glad. And I guess it was like a learning process for you to figure out how to get a clothes and a design made to your specific desires, right? Like exactly. A, I, I wasn't going to just get like some Gildan blanks mm-hmm. and some shitty little socks like DTG'd with like your design on it. Like I needed everything to be how they made shit in the 90s, like quality first mm-hmm. and... Um, so I wasn't going to settle for anything like that. So yeah, it just took a long time to kind of learn the ropes. And like I said, I'm still learning, but just figure out, you know, how to go through the process and how long things actually take. Like I get why brands are planning like summer 2021, fall yeah, 2021 definitely. right now, you know, like it's crazy. They're living like a year in advance or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so With this going on and you waiting on your samples to come in, was there like a point where you looked at, your first design and you're like this this is it this is the one we're going with well when you say first what do you mean by when you say first design one was the first piece that i'm ready to offer to the people yeah i mean it was probably the kobe tea honestly yeah like i was still going through the process of the socks and but at that point i had finally figured out where to source my shirts from i already got my my tags made up and everything like the woven labels like all the details figured out so i knew I kind of had that set, so I was waiting to do the Michael versus Kobe T with the socks because they kind of go together. Right. And so the socks were just holding me up. But then when Kobe passed and everything, I kind of already had all the shirt stuff lined up Yeah. in a sense. So uh, I was able to get that design out and get it going pretty quick. And so I guess that was the first product where I was like, I'm ready. You know, like this okay. is I'm ready to send this out to people and have people all of it like wearing my stuff. How do you decide how you're going to launch it? You, you know, I'm still figuring it out, man. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. I mean, it's been tough because with the virus and everything, like I've gone through so that many too. delays. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's frustrating, man, because like people, they get excited about your stuff mm-hmm. and like it makes me so happy that people connect with it. Yeah. And then I'm just like sitting here waiting, like, <laughs> you know, I'm getting DMs all the time, like, yo, when's it coming? When's it? And I'm just like, yeah. Bro, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I'm just waiting uh, too, you know? Yeah, these days footwork is basically sitting at your computer and try to work yeah. things out from there, yeah. Exactly. So it's, I mean, it's been a blessing and a curse, but like that aspect of it is definitely frustrating. So you launched your first t-shirt February, right? I want to say February, yeah. Yeah. Like be, like early February. And how many how many pieces did you sell, like the first run? Oh, man. I don't know, 20 maybe? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I did like some pre-orders, maybe 20 tees, something like that. I don't even know. 
before we jump ahead, I want to find yeah, out yeah. about the name McDowell's brand. It resonated with me <laughs> definitely because uh, for those who didn't connect those dots quick, man, like uh, nobody else really connected <laughs> them like you. I was kind of waiting for that. So that's that was cool. Dope. That was dope. Yeah, for those who don't know, on, on our other podcast show, Sean Collard was mentioning your socks, how great they were. And anytime anyone just says McDowell, my mind <laughs> immediately jumps to coming to America. It has to, bro. It has to. And I was like... It's funny because you laughed on the podcast when he said it. Yeah. <laughs> you gave a little laugh and I'm like, is he making fun of me right now? Like, no. <laughs> what's up with the laugh? And then you, you go and kind of pull the thread and kind of figure out everything. And yeah. I'm like, okay. No, it's not laughing. It's total respect because it makes so much sense now. McDowell's is the first bootleg I've ever seen. Yeah, facts. Exactly. That was it? Like that was the the reason for choosing the name or was there something else behind it? Like another story? Yeah, so yeah, I got a story behind it. So my brother, it was always one of his favorite movies like that and Beverly Hills Cop. He's a huge Eddie Murphy guy. So like I saw all those movies when I was younger a bunch of times. And, uh, we lived in Seattle. I went to college up in Seattle Okay. and he was living up there too at the time. And so we were playing city league basketball together. And one Christmas I just got him a Jersey that said McDowell's all American. <laughs> and it had like Prince Akeem on the back. And so that became our team name. And like the rest of us didn't even have those jerseys. It was just him, you know, we just <laughs> wore like random shit. Like, but we just called ourselves the McDowell's all American. Right. Um, that team ended up playing together for like eight years. Uh-huh. And so Crazy. every time signups came, we just wrote McDowell's all in Cause like we didn't have any other name, you know? Yeah. And then I moved to California and I started my own city league team. I kind of got involved with like the Hoopers down here. And, uh, they asked, what's your team name? And I'm like, shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> so I just wrote McDowell's again. So it's just like always been the thing. We're just McDowell's. And so when it time, when it came time to start a clothing brand, I was just like, I mean, that was the first thing that came to mind, yeah. you know, like McDowell's. And then I was like, that's really dope because I'm going to do, you know, then I kind of started to piece it together. But like, honestly, very, like at the very initial start of it, it was just because like that was our city league team. Oh man. And everything and then lines I kinda, up. Yeah. And then I, I realized how much everything lined up and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is definitely the name. So this whole journey started back when you were playing ball with your brother in that city. Exactly. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> or like, even even earlier when I was like eight years old watching watching uh, coming to Eddie America Murphy and Arsenal <laughs> Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I love it because it's fucking ballsy. Call yourself McDowell's <laughs> brand too, because how many people call you on it? How many people say, "Yo, I know where that's from." Bro, like nobody. Like so <laughs> hardly anyone. And I think a lot. I think a big part of it is like. A lot of a lot of guys that are my age mm. and younger like haven't really seen that. Yeah, you know, yeah, which is a shame. And like I'm, I'm, I'm telling everybody that doesn't know, like you have to go watch. You the have movie. to watch this. Yeah, and anyone who's listening, pause the podcast. Yeah, pause right now. <laughs> go watch it, and then come back to us. Yeah, <laughs> then you you'll will get not it. Regret it. it. It ages like extremely oh, well too. So like, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one hundred percent. It's a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they're going to do uh, like another one or, or two, right? Or something that's coming up. They're doing a two. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're already in the process. Man. Wouldn't, so it, kinda... wouldn't it be insane if your t-shirt made it on the movie? Like one of your teeth. I mean, <laughs> I would just, I would retire. Like I would, I would stop doing the Mic drop. You know, that's the pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it. 
I would have nowhere else to go. I mean, the way your brand is going, I wouldn't rule it out. Like, your shit's out there, man. Like, I don't know about it's that. making that the rounds. Crazy to me. That sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> okay. Speaking of sounding crazy, a lot of pro athletes are wearing your designs during yeah. their tunnel walks. These guys know that the cameras are on them during the tunnel walk, even in the bubble, <laughs> right? And yeah, they man. make sure that their fits are on point, top to bottom, which is something that I noticed and I mentioned it to the other guys on the podcast that these days, these athletes or like these people that are out in the in the public spotlight, they make sure that everything is on purpose. So like even your socks yeah. make so many appearances on these players' ankles that that means these guys are in their rooms and they're like, yeah, yeah, this is the fit I'm going with. I'm going to pick this t-shirt, uh, these shorts, these socks, <laughs> you know? It's crazy, man. How was the first experience of seeing a pro athlete wearing your gear? Yeah, like you said, it's just like they plan it out like crazy. They all have stylists. Mm. So especially for the bubble, like they're planning these outfits with their stylist months ahead of time. Oh, man. So like... I, you know, because I've kind of communicated with the stylist here and there since, and so I kind of know how the process goes. And I'm like, dude, that's that's insane. So the first guy was PJ Tucker. Yeah. And initially, I just sent something to him because he was kind of like the number one guy that I wanted to wear yes, my sir. stuff, like the sneaker king. Sneaker I mean, king. <laughs> you know, yeah, like it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. So I sent him some gear, and uh, like the day he got it, he posted on his Instagram story a picture and was like got lots of packages today or something like that wow. mine was on the very top i could see my little basketball oh, like, okay. no fucking way like he actually got it you know yeah like I, you never know how the screening process works because like i just sent it to him he didn't even know that it was coming oh gotcha maybe you don't want to uh, like uh, reveal the secret but like how do you even know where to send it well the bubble's over so i'm happy to reveal the secret now all right but um yeah, the reason why I said coronavirus and all this craziness has been a blessing and a curse is like when the bubble thing happened, I just kind of had like a light bulb go off and I was like, this is, I feel like this is my chance to get gear to players. Cause that was always my goal was to get it to yeah. some NBA guys and to some other people. That was like my marketing plan. Yeah. And I knew it was going to take a long time because like it's hard to get a hold of these guys. You know, they don't check their DMs. You can't, like yeah. I've emailed a ton of people over and over, like you don't get responses. So when they went to the bubble, light bulb went off and I was like, damn, this is my chance. And so I found a list of which hotel each team was staying at in the bubble. Oh. And I just cold sent guys a bunch of gear. Just like, I just knew that like they would connect with it. Yeah. Um, you know, we have similar styles and like Kobe's all of our idols, like we're the same age range, mm -hmm. you know, like I just knew that they would feel how I felt about it. Yeah. And so yeah, I just sent it to PJ. He posted. I was like, wow, he actually got it. But, you know, I wasn't expecting him to wear it. I mean, I knew he was going to wear it. I was confident in my stuff and the quality yeah. and the designs and everything. But I didn't know when, you know, I had no clue. And uh, he wore it opening night of the bubble, which is like, <laughs> it just blew my mind because, like, like I said, they plan their outfits months in advance true especially for opening night like this is the big one like yeah. nba has been away for months you know this is the first time people are being seen again national tv yeah. all that and i was thinking so, sorry i was wondering how do these guys plan all their sneakers too 
Because it's not like they can yeah, leave and get their sneakers and come back, right? So do they <laughs> yeah, get them exactly. shipped? Go on. So yeah, I saw on his Instagram stories he had like hundreds of pairs shipped <laughs> to the bubble. I guess they don't pack like ridiculous. we pack. Like we got like yeah, a, exactly. a duffel bag and a suitcase, but they're like, yeah, it's a little different process. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, no, but I uh, it was opening night. I definitely wasn't expecting anything, so I went out for a walk with my dogs. Yeah. Like left the phone in the car, me and my fiance, we're just walking around. Um, I get back in the car and I kind of turn it on and I see a bunch of stuff going on. And I'm like, I just knew right. Like he wore it. Holy yeah. shit. You know? And, uh, I mean, I just opened Instagram. It's all over the place. People tagging me and freaking out. And he's wearing it. Uh, he's got like the grateful dead dunks and he's got oh. the fear of God samples. There's like four pairs ever made. Yes. Like, pulling out all this crazy heat and then my tea right there. And I was Ugh. just like, I mean, it's indescribable, man. Like I, I can't even tell you how that felt, you know, it's just so crazy. Like I get goosebumps just talking. That's cool. About it I like now. it. I like those stories. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. do you think you're to yourself, okay, what's next? Like, what am I getting into next? Like, yeah. I mean, I felt overwhelmed that whole night because I'm like, what do I do with this? You know, like what, what do I need to be posting yeah. and sharing and doing this? Like, Cause this is all so new to me. So I was just like kind of sitting there on the couch in a day is like, I don't even remember a single thing that happened in basketball. <laughs> game. And I'm like a massive, massive basketball fan. Yeah. Like waiting for this first game, you know? So I'm like ready for the games. And then it's just like, it blows by and I don't even know who won, you know? <laughs> Cause I'm just like thinking about the shirt and everything, but yeah, man. So it was a bit overwhelming, but right, cool. um, just crazy. crazy. Oh man. And then was there like, a ripple effect league fits would feature all the the tunnel walks yeah like league fits nba fashion fits like all those pages would tag me um so after pj wore it i sent it to like maybe 11 more guys after that yeah. since i knew they were going to get the packages and i just kind of handpicked like guys that i know are kobe guys yeah. that i like i like their style all right that would kind of like mesh with the brand in a way you know and so I think Jason Tatum's stylist was the first one to reach out to me because oh, nice. I think I'm guessing JT got the stuff. And then he was like, he called the stylist and was like, Hey, did you send me this gear? You know, uh -huh. cause he takes care of all that. So then he reached out and uh, you know, he said, I'll make sure everybody tags you and all this stuff. So he was super cool about it. Nice. Shout out Vic. Um, yeah, man. So it just kind of went from there. And then I think PJ was the first one to tag me, though. Okay, cool. And he DM'd me, too, which was just, like, crazy. Whoa. I'm like, bro, <laughs> he did, like, this is the guy, bro. Like, yeah. I always wait to see, like, what crazy Kobe's he pulls out and stuff. Uh -huh. I'm, like, massive Kobe fan, obviously. Yeah. Big, big shoe guy. So um, that was crazy. And he just told me, like, you know, you killed this shit for real. Like, I'm wearing another tee tonight. Um, Yo. Nice. I don't even know what else he said, but I was just like, wow, that's crazy. And then he tagged me that day. He just posted it like laying on his bed in the hotel. Yeah. And so that was just crazy. Like it blew up like that. And I think that's the day he pulled out some like all black Kobe four samples that don't, yeah. don't even have a swoosh on them or anything. Yeah. Um, so he wore the Michael versus Kobe tee that day. And yeah, man, people, guys just slowly started wearing the stuff after that. And and did, yeah. so uh, you say PJ is the first one that reached out to you. Are there others that like, or is it always the stylist that comes out and says, Hey, what's up with this? And like, how do we get more? Or is there anything more? Yeah. It's, it's mostly stylists. Yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I think PJ is the only guy that's reached out okay. to me. Yeah. And I've had some other guys. I mean, like Victor Cruz asked for some stuff. Oh, um, sick. Yeah. I was going to ask Jack you. Yeah. Bought some stuff. Who? So, um, Jared Jack. Yes. Dude. And yeah. like, he didn't even DM me and ask or anything. He just, I just saw his name pop up in the orders. And I'm like, <laughs> is it that Jared Jack? Cause like, I love Jared Jack from his Georgia Tech days. Yep. You know? And, uh, I Googled his house and it was a big old mansion. I'm like, that's gotta be it. That's gotta be it. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so oh, he DM me after that, after he got his stuff. And so that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, mostly it's just stylist. I'm focusing a lot on basketball, but yeah. are there other types of athletes like yeah i mean we've got some stuff in the works trying to get some stuff to some football players yeah um the tough thing about that is they only have 16 ton of walks a year like the nba they have yeah. 82 you know yeah so and a lot of these guys are like suited up for their ton of walks it seems like gotcha. it seems like that's the thing oh uh, like dress codes but maybe. there's there's some stuff in the works so hopefully hopefully something happens but we'll see yeah um Marshmallow, I sent him some gear. Okay, cool. Um, that was pretty crazy. I and like he yeah, he like posted well. it or like wore it. No, he hasn't posted. He hasn't worn it yet. Um, actually, uh, USPS kind of fucked up delivering it to him. Like he said, they said their address didn't exist, and they said they've had <laughs> issues with that in the past or something. So then I sent it UPS, and it made it there just fine. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I don't know. He was supposed to wear it for some virtual concert, um, but. It got sent back to me, so it didn't work out. But we'll see. He might wear it in the future. Maybe you can mention how many designs you put out, if you have that off the top of your head. Um, yeah, I mean, I put out two pairs of shorts, one pair of socks, and then one, two, three, four, five, five or six T-shirts so far. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's stayed super small at this point. I'm doing everything by myself, mm-hmm. all fulfillment, like literally everything. So, How do you determine how big you need to go it's impossible i mean uh-huh. i have no idea you know like my first my first real drop that i did i had a lot of people mad afterwards like the kobe t sold out in 30 seconds and all this stuff and like what, what I, you like, want to do i ordered this shit when i had <laughs> 300 followers you know what i'm saying like <laughs> so i'm so, like i'm trying to keep up but i can't tell the future you know so yeah I'm just trying my best. I mean, this next drop that I'm waiting for right now, um, the numbers are a lot higher, so yeah. we'll see what happens. But If you're a sneakerhead and you're trying to get one of your designs, then you kind of have to expect this to happen, right? If you're a sneakerhead, you know demand is high on this. Don't be mad if this it sells out. There's a reason why you want it to, right? Yeah, for sure. Having small drops, I find, makes it a, a lot more niche. It becomes yeah. a medal, like a like a badge, right? Like a cool badge. Mm-hmm. If you if you score it, you're like in, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But at the same time, like I'm just like everybody else. Mm. Like the sneakers app pisses me off like <laughs> anybody else. You know, like yeah. I'm taking L's all day on the sneakers app. Yeah. I didn't get a single Kobe from Kobe Week, like nothing, you know. So oh, I man. get it, but but also like I'm just a small business owner trying to do my best. Yeah. Um so yeah, man, it's just tough. And I'm I'm trying to make it so like if you're really on top of your shit, if you're ready at the drop time, if you're paying attention and everything, then you'll be able to get it. Like gotcha. I don't want to get to I don't want it to be to the point where it's so crazy where it's just like luck of the draw, like sneakers, like maybe you get it, maybe you don't, uh, even if you're there at seven AM, you know? Yeah. So 
I don't know, man. It's I'm I'm trying my best. Your last T-shirt drop, I missed it, oh, but I yeah. was paying attention. I was like, oh man, <laughs> but I wasn't salty at all. I was just like, ah, oh, well, I I can't wait to see what the next one is because I want the yeah, next yeah. one, you know. Okay, that's good to know, man. Yeah, it was more like a you can't have all your your designs. I don't want. I want to score as many as I can, but like. If I don't get one, that's cool too. Then it becomes like that one grail that you want to capture one day. Or like, you're yeah, like, yeah. Hey, Jimmy, what about a restock? <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. So I think it's fine. I think it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably not speaking for everyone that want, that missed out on your designs, but I'm like, uh, you yeah. know, I think I mean, it's cool. The, I think the vast majority of people were cool, just like kind of had the same attitude that you did. There's just a couple. There's always a couple people that, you know. I saw I saw comments. I read some of the comments and people are, are genuinely happy with the fact that their designs are getting out there and they're being worn and it's like it's a popular yeah. thing. It's good. Your connection to, to Kobe, to LA, that's mm-hmm. part of what made this whole thing happen at one point. Yeah, for sure. And I can tell in your designs that it's all meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. So how do yeah. you... How do you make sure that what you put into your work affects people around you? Yeah. I mean, I'm not really worrying too much about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just kind of doing stuff that I, that I would be doing anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. I would have made this Kobe tea for myself if I didn't have the opportunity gotcha. to do any of this. Like I needed this for myself. You All know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't really think too much about like other people and trying to please them because I know that if I like something that so many other people will connect with the same things. Okay. And like, if, if you do it in a place of like, well, the people like this kind of thing, you know, then that, uh, that doesn't okay. come off as genuine. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, everything's so meaningful to me. And like, I sneak little details here and there that are just like cool little things for me that like half the time people don't even notice. And I think that, I think that people's bullshit meters are high and like, you can tell if a brand is kind of, kind of faking it or if it's genuine, you know? I think that's why it hits them somewhere. I can tell that your design isn't something that you just copy pasted from somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Which like we see a ton of that. Like there's so many like vintage inspired tees out there that are just like, I don't know. I was just always feeling like the quality on everything was terrible and they didn't like, I always wanted to make changes, you know, like, Oh, I like that tea, but if I could do this and this and uh-huh. this, maybe I would buy it. But the way it is now, I'm not interested in spending my money on that. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's kind of what I mean. Like I put all these personal details and quality and everything into it for myself. And in turn, people respond to that. So you're a huge Lakers fan. I have complicated feelings right now. I'm not going to lie to you. And I haven't, I haven't told many people this, man. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and ask a question. No, go, well, well, would you, would you, seems like you want to get something off your chest, man. You're talking to a know. Boston Celtics <laughs> fan. Okay. So uh, off the like, bat, I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse right now, but, uh, ask, ask what you're going to ask. <laughs> From the look on your face, I kind of think I know where this is going. <laughs> uh, so, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, but when when Kobe yeah. passed, it was mm-hmm. even before that. When Kobe retired, I allowed myself 
to appreciate him. While the man was active, I couldn't. I wouldn't buy Kobe sneakers, bro. I wouldn't. I mean, I'm I'm the same way as you. I'm the same way as you. And with somebody else. (laughs) And then (laughs) and then uh, the uh, Kobe retired, and I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. It's okay now. Like he he's he's done his damage to my teams, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we we took one from him. He took one from us. And yeah, uh, yeah. Kobe to me was always the guy that, damn it, he's gutting us. He's ripping our hearts out. But uh, but I wish he was on our team. You know, for sure, right? For sure. Uh, yeah. Once he retired, <laughs> I allowed myself to open myself up to like all the sneakers and everything. He said, "Okay, I can appreciate him. I'll respect him definitely." And then. Yeah. Uh, Definitely with the passing, I was like, I need to find a way to process it myself. So I was getting a lot of Kobe sneakers, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And then I guess w- what you 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 feel maybe iffy about is the fact that mm, a certain self-anointed king joined your team. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Are you a Lakers fan first or a Kobe fan first? Kobe fan first. Okay. No, no question. No question. I mean, like when I say he, he's been my hero since I was five, like, I don't mean that lightly nah. in any way. Like he was like, he was the guy for me, like yeah. above anybody else. Like he's the person I looked up to. Okay. So definitely Kobe first, you know, like he almost got traded to the Clippers. He almost got yep. traded to the Hornets. And that was like, I was in high school and that was like a hard summer for me. Like I was, checking my phone every day like anxious Uh all the time you know and i didn't want to abandon the lakers but like looking back i feel like i would have all right you know i would have i would have gone where kobe went i'm 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 sure um just because of how much he's meant to me throughout my life you know so yeah it's been hard my whole my whole childhood like it was always not my whole childhood but kobe versus lebron like lebron's the young guy coming up and I'd have all these friends saying Kobe sucks, LeBron's better and all this <laughs> shit. So it was like, you know, it's that rivalry all through like middle school and like when kids are assholes to each other, you know? Yeah. So I always hated LeBron like coming up. I always right. hated him. Like he was not going to replace Kobe. Like Kobe's better than him. Uh-huh. You know, I refused to buy his shoes, anything like that. Kind of the same as you. Um, so when he came to the Lakers, like it was, it was a blow for me, man. It was like, holy shit, like, how is this happening kind of thing, you know? And so many Laker fans just immediately were just like, let's go. And I just couldn't understand, uh, yeah. like, that mindset. Yeah. I was just like, I was heartbroken, you know? And so, I, I don't know, man. It's been tough for me. You, um, like, do you think the timing was off? I guess the memory of Kobe will never go away, but, like, at least there's time to say, okay, well, Kobe era – is up to here and then LeBron era starts here, like not connected at all. Cause for me, yeah. it seemed as though <laughs> Kobe was watching from the sidelines, but part of like, he was cheering on, but part of him was like, nah, motherfucker. Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like, yeah, I mean, it, it may have lessened the blow if it was a few years from now, yeah. but I still, I, I don't think it would have affected how I feel that much. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause my big thing, like, I w- so I didn't grow up in Los Angeles. Like I grew up up in Washington yeah. State near Seattle. So 
I was like one of the few Laker fans up there. Okay. And I was like a diehard. I'm also a Cleveland Browns fan. So like <laughs> I'm a diehard fan, you know, like if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, like you're a real fan. Yeah. You know what I'm Cause we have not had much success yeah. in our lives. So I was like a diehard Laker Kobe fan and all my friends would just give me shit all the time. Like LeBron's better. And so my whole thing was LeBron cannot pass Kobe in rings, mm. like in any in any scenario, yeah. you know, like that's the last thing that I can have happen. And so I still feel like that to this day. I'm like, I know he plays for the Lakers and everything, but like, I don't want him to get five rings. I don't want him to get six rings. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. Kobe's my guy. Like I need that, you know? So yeah, I don't know, man, it's been hard, but uh, I, I also kind of feel like how you were saying, and nobody really talks about that. I don't, I don't even know if I want to say this, but but I don't buy that like deep down Kobe really would have wanted that team to win the championship. You know what? Like, I, yeah, my opinion is for sure. Know, uh, he's a Laker, but first he's the Mamba. It was him. He's the guy, right? I mean, he's one of the most competitive human beings. Yeah, he doesn't want live. someone else to come in and try to be him or try to show that they're no better way. than. And he would have said, you know, of course I want the Lakers. Like if he was around, yeah. he would have been, I mean, but deep down, like, I feel like I know the man, you know what I'm saying? I like, hear he's you. my hero yeah. since I was little. I feel like I know him and there's just no way. So that's, those are my complicated feelings as a Laker <laughs> fan right now. It's been hard as fuck, but. Yeah, I know, uh, <laughs> I know some people that are, that are diehard Kobe fans slash Kobe sneaker fans. Yeah. When LeBron joined, they were very, like, like you, torn, 100% torn, because they're like, not as good as Kobe, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I've seen one guy stay true. He was like, that's cool that you won, but Kobe be forever still. And another guy kind of say, yay, Lakers. Like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's process, let's get over it, and let's move on. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I try to stay quiet on that. I like, you know, there's a lot of Laker fans that are McDowell supporters, and I love all you guys. <laughs> but I just tried to stay quiet about the whole finals thing and everything. I mean, my fiance says I'm a little bit extreme, but uh, <laughs> I think but it's it's okay it. if like, because like I'm a I'm a Celtics fan because of Larry Bird, right? Yeah, okay. And his era, like his past, but. His like anyone that joins the Celtics for me it's cool but at a certain point there's like some players that and like I'm a Duke fan I'm a Duke and okay. a Celtics fan and when Kyrie joined I was super happy but then yep. I, I I don't find like he gave his 100% for the team so I'm kind of like Kyrie yeah. what the heck, get go, let's uh, go Kemba you know but it's yeah, yeah. it's conflicting feelings as long as you stick to like your number one guy I don't think you can yeah. go wrong. Yeah, that's my thing is like I'm so loyal I can't I can't waver on this even if I try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just I can't do it. I don't I'm sorry. I don't know. And like I respect LeBron. Yeah. He's an incredible player. Like I'm not an idiot, you know. No. Like Yeah. I, I think he's done so much for so many different people in the world. Like he's funny as hell. He was in that train wreck movie. <laughs> yes. I like good his at that. style. Yeah, he was hilarious. He was good in that. Uh, I like his style. Like, 
but I just can't, man. I just can't get myself to you should to get on just, board. To send him a send him a t-shirt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bridge the gap. <laughs> oh man, that would uh, further complicate. Things. LeBron listens sure. to this podcast for sure. <laughs> Definitely. He'll hear yeah, it. yeah, he'll hear it. Send him <laughs> this LeBron stylist can send uh his details over and you can send him a t shirt and yeah. then boom. You're both your your best buddies. You'll be working out with I'll him send, in the I'll summer. Send him, I'll send him to the website. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a link. <laughs> yeah. It says sold out. <laughs> so I guess Oh boy. I feel like I'm gonna lose half my followers. No, <laughs> The, That's okay. So I guess where you draw your inspiration for your t-shirts will remain maybe stuff that you wanted to wear back in the day. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, yeah, like a lot of people were asking me to make a Lakers championship shirt. I got a lot of DMs about that. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do that. <laughs> and I read this off actually one of your stories, like the difference between bootleg and fakes yeah you want to map it out for the people yeah i mean i'm no expert yeah like for sure i you know i i thought that post was like informational and yeah. that's why i shared it um and i don't even have it all memorized or anything right, like yeah, that yeah. but um but yeah i mean i think that you know bootleg designs are original designs um for the most part like it's not it's not a fake version of something so gotcha. like yeah you know, my Michael versus Kobe T, it's not like I saw this t-shirt mm -hmm. and then just like remade the design. Like that all came from my head. It was inspired by that time, yeah. which is what like bootleggers at the time would do. Like they would come up with their own designs. They're, you know, they're using logos and certain things that maybe they shouldn't have been or there's a gray area or whatever, but it's, it's an original design. They're not stealing artwork. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the main distinction between where people get confused between like bootleg. Cause a lot of people for a while, you know, weren't okay with bootleg stuff and we're calling it fake and things like that. Um, yeah, I think it's just kind of education. Like people have slowly learned what, what it is and kind of come to yeah. accept it. I think I, I, I first asked myself if one, I, I want this stuff. Like if I appreciate what I see in front of me and then from there, if I have enough appreciation for what I'm seeing, I need to find out where it's coming from. Right. Yeah. So if I see a, if I see same thing with a photo, like a sneaker photo on Instagram or something, if I see it, I like it a lot. And then I notice it's a feature page and it's not the original mm -hmm. shooter. Then I'll go look for the original shooter. Right. Yeah. So again, every it's, any sneaker pose or sneaker that's being photographed is not the single only one picture of that shoe or single one yeah, pose yeah. of that shoe. It's just different interpretations of like how one person can remix the look of the shoe or how they see the shoe and how they want the world to see the shoe. For sure. Right. So yeah. in, in essence, I find that when I take a photo, a sneaker photo, it's kind of like I'm I'm bootlegging the sneaker photo, right? Yeah. I've seen the yeah. sneaker, I've seen a photo, I've seen photos of it, I've seen different poses, I've seen mm -hmm. different angles. Here's my interpretation of it, or here's what I would have liked to see with the That's with, true, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's very similar. Cause yeah, like you said, you see a million photos of all these shoes. Yeah. 
you kind of see what you like and what you don't, yeah. and then you put your own twist on it. Yeah. Now, knowing that your first design or one of the ones that were like majorly features is it's your In Memory of Kobe t-shirt, mm-hmm. you must be happy that that's your victory lap. Your first yeah, victory no lap, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say victory lap because that makes it sound like I've done something. <laughs> Dude, space, no. But... I mean, <laughs> okay, maybe you, you were, you're a humble guy. You don't want to say it, but like I'm saying, it, NBA players are wearing your gear. And it's like the, <laughs> like you said, you just sent it to them. You didn't, you're not paying them to wear it. You're not yeah. like, uh, there's no contract or anything. They just saw it and they're like, I'm picking this well knowing that they're going to be photographed by so many <laughs> photographers for sure. Yeah, man. This man. is definitely like something Crazy. to be happy, like victory lap worthy. I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I still feel like I haven't done anything. Um, but you know obviously that's crazy to see like you said yeah well i'm happy to hear that you hinted at something being in the works that there's something else coming out how hard or how easy is it for you to go through the process of designing a new piece um i like to kind of dive into it so i'll take like the kobe tea took me like a week straight it was like six days of working like long hours yeah and I mean, that was like one of my first real designs. So like a lot of that was learning stuff and it wouldn't take me as long in the future, but I was just, I would try things and tweak them and move them and do just like constantly. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times it's quicker than that. Cause that was, like I said, something so meaningful and like mm-hmm. I had to make it perfect, perfect. Um, but yeah, I like to dive in. Uh, I think the Kobe versus Michael took me two or three days of just working all day um, on the same design. So I don't know, hopefully I'll get quicker at it, but it's just kind of like, I have these ideas for what teas are going to be in my next collection. And I kind of map them out in my head and know where things are going to go and continue to like get inspiration from other sources. And then as soon as I have, like it's like a something will just hit me and I'll be like, okay, it's time to work on it. Gotcha. And then I'll go bang it out and I'll dive in for a few days and then come out with the design. It's not like you lock yourself in a closet and then two days later you pop out and you're like, I'm done. I got, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that sometimes because my, my life is usually like so balanced. Uh-huh. Like I don't, I'm not somebody that will just like work 12 hours a day and not like do anything fun. Or like I always take my dogs out yeah. on a walk or a hike or to the beach I play basketball all the time. Like I, I try to have a lot of balance in my life, stay happy. Like I know a lot of people that dive into work or projects or new companies will like drive themselves crazy. And like, uh-huh. not going to be, that's not going to be me. So it does kind of feel like I lock myself in a closet when I do go work long days for like two or three days. Whatever you produce comes out organically. Like it's not forced. Yeah. Right. And for like sure. you said, like for if sure. you see something and you say, Oh, I, that, yes, definitely then you add it on or like you take a note of it. I like it, man. I like, I don't know. Yeah, I've never man. designed. I don't trust myself to design anything <laughs> because I guess, I don't know. I don't have like a, an, an end image of what it should look like. So I, I, yeah. I don't know where to go, where to start. <laughs> yeah. I got you. I mean, I feel like it's like anything, like it just takes practice. Yeah. Like, people say that with meditation a lot like oh i can never meditate i can't i can't stop thinking like you can anybody can yeah it just you just have to do it <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Oh, okay. slowly refine you know what i'm saying i got you 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask your thoughts, actually, on bootleg sneakers. Like, what do you think about? There's a lot of ones coming out. What do you think about those? What's categorized as a bootleg sneaker? Well, like, there's a lot of... Oh, well, it, yeah, there's a gray area there, too. Is it, like, the customizers that, like, adjust some features of the shoe? Or... Um, well, not so much as customizers, because those are, like, one-offs. Yeah. I feel like a custom is different to me. But there's some brands that have been doing bootleg Jordan 1s, I mean, since forever, really, like since 85. But I feel like it's become more of a trend recently. Um, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I, for, for me personally, it, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Meaning it's another category. Um, mm-hmm. Whether I, I get into that category or not, Right now, no, because I didn't look into it. But uh, I'm not mad at it. I know some people just just want the originals. Like, they don't want anything yeah. else to look like it. And mm-hmm. I find that there's enough, there's a reason for anything to be. Yeah. And if that reason is not, doesn't come from, like, a malicious place, or like if that reason is not forced onto another person, then mm-hmm. fine. Like that's cool, man. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are really mad about it, and I'm like, no one's forcing you to buy these. Yeah, no, you yeah, know? that's it. Like I just said, I don't, I haven't looked into it, and that's mm-hmm. like that's a choice. Maybe if I did look into it, then the story would connect with me, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I always go eye test. If I look at it. Mm-hmm. And I like it, then I'll get into it somehow. But if I look yeah, yeah. at it and no, then I'll just keep moving on. So I feel like I'm the same way. It really depends on if it hits me in the face. I'm like, yeah, yeah, hit me again, <laughs> or like, no, like, uh-huh. that's good. Yeah. Let's go, keep moving. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's a good way to approach it. Like, I just try to see stuff with fresh eyes, and like, just like you said, I just ask myself, like, do I like how this looks or not? Like. For example, the Union 4s, Yeah, I didn't really love how they looked initially, yeah. so I didn't really dive into it. Yeah. I realized they're like crazy heights and everybody loves them. Um, but I don't know. They're just not, not really for me. And like, did you still know? Still still know? I know a lot of people turned, a, little, a lot of people changed their minds. They got yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people turn just because everybody else says they're cool. Yeah. But like, if you really did change your mind, then that's cool. You know, like, I mean, there's no, there's no harm done there, but no, I'm still, I still don't like them. Um, I'm not like hating on them or anything like union. They make some, so many dope things and they're doing their thing, but, uh, I don't know. It just like, wasn't for me. And no, not every hype shoe or hype collaboration. Boom. 100% on board. It's not always that there's, Mm -hmm. there's been some, collaborations where the first one was a huge hit and then the following attempts were like not my taste you know so yeah there's been things that i missed out on but i know i need to find a way to get them so Uh so like the union four is one that i missed out on but i'm not gonna look for a way to get my hands on them you know yeah yeah you're a designer right Mm -hmm. do you find that you have like a different perspective in terms of looking at shoes because now you you cross that barrier where you looked at t-shirts you looked at designs and you're like 
I would have liked it if they have done this, and then you did it. Yeah. Now, if yeah. you look at sneakers, do you look at it the same way? Do you, are you like, I wish they? I feel like I always have. Okay. Like I don't think I don't think that's really changed. Um, yeah, I think I've kind of always looked at things and thought, oh, if I don't, you know, if this was different, this would be cool. Like sometimes I've customized things in high school. Me and my brother like painted all the silver on this Nike that I had green because we thought the shoe would look cooler. Like. Uh little customizing projects and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think that's really changed much. I feel like mm-hmm. even on, like, Nike ID, what the, I don't call it that, Nike by you, I don't trust myself, you dude. Now, yeah. I don't do I don't do those a lot. <laughs> I've actually never purchased a by you shoe. Have you? Yeah, I've purchased them, but the, the color patterns or the color blocking that I use is off another model. Like, I'll okay. replicate uh, color blocking on like another yeah, shoe design yeah. like oh design a lot but i'll never buy you know because i don't trust well, myself. my thing was my thing was i would always just wish that like oh i wish this option mm-hmm. would let me do this little thing and so i'm not gonna buy them okay you know? or else i would have so it like they were never perfect for me yeah i don't have that in me to say like yeah i can do it and be fully happy with myself after i receive the product like I'll always question myself. Like yeah, while yeah. it's shipping to me, I'm like, ah, did I make a mistake? Mm-hmm. Should I have done something else? <laughs> I know how that goes. Yeah. yeah, I know how that goes. I've I've always been super indecisive with purchases like that too. Like my family would always give me shit <laughs> for it. I would return shoes like constantly, all the time. Like, oh, did I make a mistake? Yeah. You know, like it was the biggest deal in the world or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, I think that. I think that people that are picky like that, I guess there's a difference though between being like picky and being but unsure. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm picky. Are you pick? Like, do you think you're picky about it? I'm picky, but not picky enough. Like, I'll, I'll know if I don't like something, okay. like at first look. But yeah, exactly but I don't why. know how to make it better. Not always, you know. Got gotcha. you. Okay. And I'm very happy getting someone else's design. Like I'm happy someone is has mm-hmm. the talent to put something together and then me look at it and say, I feel that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on it. I want that. I'm I'm yeah. I'm happy being in that lane. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. I mean I feel that too. Well, I think like that's sure. what happens. Your your products, your your designs. If I look at it, I know exactly where you're coming from. I know exactly where you're going. So I wanted to get you on the podcast because I wanted to see if the design matched the dude that I had in mind when I look at the design. Yeah, does it? For sure, 100%, (laughs) man. It's like, yeah, that's the dude (laughs) I see at a desk doing, yeah, 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 doodling the thing out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's funny. That's funny. That's cool to hear. Well, hey, Jimmy, it was really cool having you on the show. Thanks for taking the time, man. For sure. Thank you. Do you want to give the people uh, your details in terms of like the website, the Instagrams, where to find you? Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything is through the Instagram. Um, All the info on the drops and everything that I post and stuff is there. It's just McDowell's brand. It's just M-C-D-O-W-E-L-L-S brand. Um, You can find the website and everything there. I just do drops periodically. So there's nothing on the website right now. Um, But yeah. You can find me there. Yeah, cool. You can uh, find 
any episode of the Sneaker People Pod at the, the Sneaker People Pod on IG or at the Sneaker Podcast IG. Till next time when we have another interesting person to talk to. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out.